Well, hello and welcome to the D1 Baseball College World Series Finals Preview Show. Aaron Fit here alongside Joe Healy, Kendall Rogers. We are joining you from the Wilson House in the Omaha Baseball Village. Uh, th- there's literally a line of kids yes. outside just waiting They're for us waiting to finish us this to show because there's so much cool product in here that people really are looking to, tr- to check out. It's, it's pretty awesome, actually. We, so I had, to, I had to be the bad guy and walk and lock the door. Yeah, and by the way, I, I pointed this out the other day, but if you're an, an LSU fan or a Florida fan, they have these custom Wilson Omaha hats. One's purple and gold, one's blue and orange. I think I'm going to get one because I love those things. You should you should do that. So make sure if you're in town, come by the Omaha Experience. Uh, they have limited edition products from Evo Shield, DeMarini, Louisville Slugger, and Wilson, all your favorite brands under one roof. You can shop for bats, gloves, and gear here at the Omaha Experience in the Omaha Baseball Village or online at evoshield.com slash Omaha. I'll turn them in long. Guys, how are we feeling today? It's, it's finals day. We're you, re-energized a little bit. I, you I had think. that memorized, that whole read? Uh, that was pretty thing, good. Right? That was, was Coach Rudy would be very proud of you. Uh, Coach Rudy's probably sitting back in his seat just yeah. smiling. He's going to get Wally Pipped. I'm going to be the host now. <laughs> you got Wally Pipped. Now he's getting Wally That's Pipped. right. That's right. You had to find a new role. <laughs> there we Since go. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, been, a, been a great week here in Omaha. Uh, great College World Series. This has been a lot of fun, uh, and and we wound up with a fantastic finals matchup, which was kind of inevitable because it was such yeah. a great field here. But LSU, Florida, um, you know, it feels a lot like 2017 uh, because you know you, you re- might recall that year, LSU had to fight through the losers bracket by yep. taking down the mighty number one seed, this historically great number one seed twice, Oregon State in that case. This time it was Wake Forest. Once they got there, they had the Gators waiting for them. Um, so, and you had the TCU also in that Final Four that year. But um, how, how are we feeling as we head into this matchup? First of all, I'm just excited about the fact that we've got our preseason number one and our preseason number seven playing for the national championship. And then, you know, LSU beat Wake Forest to get to this point. So I, I like the star power here. What'll be interesting to me just to see, you know, how LSU from a pitching standpoint, I, I feel like, for instance, we'll get to this in a minute to kind of break this all down, but. Like, I feel like tonight is very important for LSU because I think if Florida wins tonight, I think they set up very well tomorrow. So I think tonight's game is extremely important for LSU. But this is going to be an awesome series. You know, these two teams did not play in the regular season in the SEC. Uh, this is also, you know, obviously kind of butted into a little bit of a, a rivalry in the SEC, I, I feel like a little bit. Like, yeah. some pretty hard-nosed series between these two programs over the last few years. And obviously, they're battling out in the transfer portal. So this should be a lot of fun. It seems like a little bit of a, a difference in in, st- in style in terms of how they got here too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Florida's kind of been clinical. They go three and zero now, three one run games, which I find interesting. They've kind of played with fire and have yeah. avoided getting burned so far, but th- they've been clinical about it. They go th- three and zero. The pitching has been there for them. They've got the timely hits, but it hasn't been all that dramatic necessarily. Uh, meanwhile, LSU is kind of here on on vibes and fire. You know, like they've had the, the most dramatic win that, that I've seen, certainly covering the CWS that game against Wake Forest the yeah. other night. And they, they just kind of seem like they have the wind at their back. And that's a powerful thing this time of year. So you can look at the matchups and just ask Ole Miss last year. We got, you know, overheated about, hey, Oklahoma's got their pitching set up and they've got Jake Bennett and they're going to have Cade Horton. And ultimately that didn't matter <laughs> because Ole Miss was just playing so well at the time. And so. Um, I think we've got a little bit of a similar thing this year. LSU, you know, obviously has been so good all year. It's that's a, di- a key difference there. But um, you know, they, they seem like the team that really has the the hot hand, if you will. Yeah, and 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 I want to say first of all, before we move on, yeah. uh, we hadn't really talked yet on the show about that classic that we had Thursday night. I mean, eleven innings mm. ends on a, on a Tommy White walk off, scoreless. You know, up until that point, because we had this historically great pitching matchup, the two best pitchers in the country. 
Paul Skeens and Rhett Lauder, and it lived up to the hype, guys. How fun was that game? It was fun, and I think the other thing, I know Tommy White said after the game that you know him and Kim Nassi are close friends, but you know the fact that that game ended the way it did with those two kind of embracing, I think that kind of gives you an idea of the level of respect that those two teams had for that moment and just that hard-nosed game. But that that's exactly what we kind of expect out of both those teams, just an elite-level baseball on this stage. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that game could have been better, right? I mean, yeah. like, if you were to, to try to Hollywood script it better, I'm not sure that you could have, right? I mean, maybe Wake Forest scores a run in the top half, and then Tommy White hits a two-run homer, maybe, I guess. Maybe big game Jack Winnet hits the homer. Right, yeah, the guy who's in the lineup for Nick Kurtz, maybe that's – but moral of the story, like – I the three of us could have sat here and we would have had to work pretty hard to come up yeah. with a better oh, better way for that game to go. Well, I think the other thing for me too is like, so, you know, I've seen Paul Skeens plenty this year in person and every time I've seen him, he's been incredible. Uh, Rhett Lauder, you know, last week was the first time I saw him in person. He was just okay. He was under the weather a little bit. Uh, I thought in that moment, like he was incredible. And to see him pitch like that against Skeens, like you can't get better than that. Yeah, there, I mean, there was a. I think there was a palpable tension in that game. Yeah. I think largely because we we knew what to expect from Skeens. Like what he did was not a surprise at all. Louder's been really good this year, but to Kendall's point, you know, some of our most recent looks at him weren't at quite as sharp and it wasn't yeah. as untouchable. Yeah, and I think yeah. you had talked about maybe he felt like a, a guy who may, maybe was wearing down a little bit. So I think once it became clear, second, third inning, like oh no, he's he's on today. I, yeah. I think that's when the tension really ratcheted up because I think there was a collective curiosity about is louder going to be able to match schemes. And when it became clear he was, then I think everyone was like, Oh boy, we're, we're, we're really in for something here. What's really interesting too, is like when you look at wake forces offense is like, obviously they didn't have a very good college world series when it comes to like batting average. But in that game, like I thought they actually got some pretty good swings off schemes. Like, I mean, they hit six or seven like laser beams. that just happened to go right to someone or, you know, Dylan Cruz is able to track it down. I mean, they had some decent at-bats in that game against Skeens. And even against Thatcher Hurd, I mean, they yeah. had six or seven balls that were 98-plus yeah. off the bat, you know. Um, LSU, meanwhile, gets to this final really without – I mean, this is very, this offensive juggernaut team, but, I mean, you know, they got two runs at the very end of the game in the 11th inning, and, and then the game before that, I mean, it's really just that one big swing by Cade Beloso in the third. Yeah. I mean, they haven't done a whole lot on offense either. It's their pitching that's got them here. No, it's been crazy. You know, this is a team that in the middle of the season, you know, when I was talking to Jay Johnson and, and writing about LSU and Joe was too, like the, the you know, like the question mark was Thatcher Hurd. Like we all believed in Paul Skeens, but it was like if LSU is going to make a run at the end of the season, like he is kind of the premium talent, you know, and, and I'm not like trying to downplay Riley Cooper, but like if you're going to win the national championship, you got to have a guy who's 93-95 with a wipeout curveball to step up. And he has stepped up the last couple of weeks, and that's been a big key for them. It's also what makes this daunting for LSU, to, to be honest, because yeah. they got they got what you needed in the College World Series when you lose a game early. You have to have a couple of guys who go above and beyond what a reasonable expectation is, and they got that. Nate Ackenhausen in, as a, in a start, and then Griffin Herring in relief the next day. And the, the trouble is because they're not going to have skeins this this weekend in a traditional role. If we get to Monday, yeah. we'll see what 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 the deal is. I bet but, he starts on Monday if if they get to that point. Right. I mean, he may throw 50, 60 pitches, but right. he's starting. We we kind of know at that yeah. point. But th that was the last time this against Wake Forest they're going to be able to use skeins in that role on yeah. on something close to full rest. So it sets up a situation where LSU is going to need to repeat that basically. Now they've got Ty Floyd ready to go. That's great. He's been sharp lately. He's looked really good. But then that second game, what do they do there? Um, and they're doing it against a lineup that I think is just better than Wake Forest. Yeah. You know, Flor not just on talent necessarily, although you know with Wyatt Langford in the in the mix and Josh Rivera, I think that's true. 
But what Florida has that Wake Forest doesn't didn't necessarily show is that when Wake Forest's offense was kind of stagnant, they didn't really have a plan B, it seemed like. You know, it was like, hey, let's just stay up to what we do, and that's great, but it clearly wasn't effective. Florida's a team that can do some other things. I mean, sure, they have power that could hit through the wind if the wind is blowing in. I mean, for goodness sakes, Langford hit a 456-foot home run earlier in the tournament, but they also can run a little bit, and they can handle the bat, and they've got speed on the bench and speed in the lineup, and so there, there are different elements of that offense that I think set them up a little bit better than the what Wake Forest showed. Well, and the other thing, too, on the, in this tournament, like, you know, Wake Forest really didn't have anybody offensively that I felt like it was playing at an incredibly high level here in Omaha. I think when you look at Florida, Josh Rivera has been incredible so far in this College World Series. BT Ryapel has been a, obviously a key leader. He's had a couple of big hits here in Omaha. So Florida's had guys step up and get some of those big hits, and the same kind of goes for LSU. The, the thing that's interesting to me is when you look at LSU – this looks like a team that no matter like who they're starting or what, no matter what the score is, I don't know if it's just the culture, you know, like the culture of, of LSU being in Omaha, but they always look like they're loose and they think they're going to win. I think Florida is really interesting because they think they're going to win, but it's a, more of like a, it's more of like the prize fighter walking in the ring yeah. feeling like they just, you know, it's like a, they're buttoned they, up. Yeah. They're buttoned up. They're invincible. They're, you know, they're not, they're not cackling in the dugout, but like they just look ultra confident. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just curious to see those two things kind of, clash in the series it's a good reminder that it takes all kinds right i think we get run into the trap sometimes of watching a team you know have fun and be loose and they win games that way and thinking like well that's how you do it and then we see teams that just take care you know vanderbilt famously they just kind of take care of business and they're not florida in 2017 and then we say in 2013 right and then we fall into the trap of being like well that's how you have to do it well no i mean different teams operate different ways like there's really no one answer and i think this is a good reminder i will say this too I, i think if you're florida I think you'd rather play LSU. I think playing a program that you know their tendencies, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan, you know, mentioned in, in the press conference yesterday, but like, you know, they've gone against Trey Morgan. They've gone against Dylan Cruz in this program. So like they kind of know how to attack those guys. Whereas Wake Forest, it's like you're reading scouting reports that other coaches are giving you. And like in a way, it's a little bit guesswork. So I think actually facing someone that you're kind of used to helps from a pitching standpoint, but it also helps LSU. Because you know they they're playing they're playing a team that they've seen before they've seen BT Ryapel in the past and Josh Rivera yeah fit I'm, fit I'm curious for for your thoughts what do you I mean do you think that may, the familiarity I mean yeah. do you think that makes the, the the potential for the series to be better or worse like because I could see it either way where they know each other well enough that we you know the scouting reports are really good and so yeah. we have a lot of balls right at people and low yeah scoring. I mean. They, they know each other well, but they didn't play this year, which right. is one thing that's that really helps. fun about this matchup is it is, it is fresh. Um, but uh, I just think, you know, going back for a minute here, you know, the, the Florida offense you guys were talking about, and you're right, like Rivera has kind of been the guy. Um, you know, Langford had, had what, I guess at least one big swing, maybe a couple of big swings, I don't know. But, but like Caglione, they need to get Caglione going. Yeah. Uh, and Kay Curlin, I keep going back to, is kind of the guy, like he's like their Tommy Hawk. You know, he's got to be the igniter. Yeah. He's got to be on base you know, kind of set the table. And if, especially today, I think today the wind is still going to be about the same. And then tomorrow it shifts. That's the other storyline here. Hour straight out to what's left center field. Tomorrow? I believe that's, that's, that's what the crazy. forecast is calling for. I'll take it. Yeah. So wake force is like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but both these teams are home run hitting teams. You know, I mean, yeah. going into this world series, I mean, most of these teams are built like that, but the, uh, these two in particular, and along with Tennessee and wake force, they're all, you know, among the national leaders in home runs. So that could be a very interesting game on, on Sunday. Uh, should we get to picks? Let's do it. Let's do it. Are we picking? So picking the whole series here. 
I think let's we should pick just tonight. pick the I think we should just pick the game okay. because who knows how LSU's gonna set things up the rest of the weekend. So like I think picking the whole series doesn't make a lot of sense until we know the yeah. matchups each day. Um today I'm assuming it's Ty Floyd for LSU. Yeah. I think he can give them five or six. I think he's, you know, for the most part down the stretch, he's pitched pretty well. The biggest key for him is gonna be he he likes to elevate in the zone with his fastball. Can he get swings and misses with that? Um, I, I think I like LSU. I think I'm going to ride the hot hand here. Um, I think I like LSU just because they. I think they kind of know deep down they, they need to win today because I think it just sets up really well for Florida tomorrow, especially when you look at the way Waldrop threw in his previous start here in Omaha. So I take LSU today. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the same, Kendall. I, I just think, uh, I, I, you know, obviously Brandon Sprode is very good, yeah. um, but I, I, I think you can get to him. I think you can get to them, um, and I think this LSU offense. Tell you what, you get a you get a feeling when Tommy White steps in the box, or Dylan Cruz, or right now Trey Morgan. He's kind of been the guy who's had the best at bats for them out here. Uh, when those guys step in the box, you know it just makes you uneasy. And if you're not really sharp, um, it, it feels like you're one swing, one Tommy Tommy Tank away from disaster. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm I'm kind of like what Joe said earlier about that that team that you know they're like, they're like Ole Miss last year, you know with. The other teams all set up perfectly with their pitching. Um, but I just, you know, the vibes out here, we've seen it before. Vibes matter. You know, you can carry that magic a little bit. Uh, just a kind of a gut feeling on LSU. And I like Ty Floyd, too. I think he's going to have a good good game today. I'm going to go Florida. I actually like Brandon Sprout in this spot. I mean, you mentioned that the weather doesn't shift until tomorrow, correct? Yep. Yeah. So he's the best strike thrower on floor, of, amongst Florida's three starters. Now, that's kind of interesting because I don't think of him as an elite strike thrower yeah. necessarily. Like he's not a guy who's putting it in a coffee lid, you know? Um, but he is the best strike thrower among the group. And I think in these conditions, as long as you're not walking people and kicking the ball around, you're going to have a chance. Yep. And so he also is the, is the Florida pitcher most susceptible to the home run. He's given up the most home runs of any, uh, any of the three starting pitchers on Florida staff. And if the ballpark continues to play big, a lot of those fly balls that might be out of Condren ballpark or Alec box stadium are not going to be out of here. Yeah. Um, so I do think it sets up well for him to maybe give up some hits and, and maybe give up some loud outs, but ultimately manage the game. And so I'm going to go Florida. And I think, I feel like it's important that I make it clear. LSU fans look at me here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying your team is bad. I'm not saying your team has no chance. I'm not going to use the phrase well, you're boat not, race. What you're not telling them is you're standing on an LSU hat. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Do not tweet me mean things, okay? Like oh, your team is great. Joe Healy D1. Your team is great. Your team is fun. <laughs> I'm just picking Florida today. These two jokers took you, so no, no mean tweets. They're, they're probably going to give all three of us a hard time just because one of us picked against them. This is all we your fault, Joe. Well, we didn't pick LSU to win by 10 runs. So. Ah, yes. Yeah. Good point. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Should be, be a lot of fun. A lot of purple um, and gold in the house, but you know, Sully and the boys, they're used to it. Like Sully, you know, played against LSU in the finals a few years ago. It was a home game for LSU, and Florida won that series. And I will say this. I mean, LSU had to come in here and play in Deke Town. It felt like a road <laughs> game for LSU, and they still managed to survive. So uh, uh, I suspect they're going to be okay in this, in this setting as well. Uh, thanks, He's everyone. Kidding, in case people <laughs> take that very seriously. Thanks, everyone, for, 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 uh, for watching all week yeah. long, all season long. It's been so much fun. Thanks to our friends at Her Dad Sports oh, they've been, for, they've been for awesome. producing this thing. Uh, it, it's, you know, this is, is a first-class experience all the way around. Come by the Wilson uh, Omaha Experience, please. You won't regret it. There's so much good stuff here. Thank you for, to Wilson for, for their yeah. support as well. This has been a wonderful partnership. So we appreciate everyone. We'll be back with another video tomorrow. Yep. We've got a 2 p.m. start on Sunday, uh, which will be an interesting a matinee. Too. Yeah, a little matinee action. So uh, looking forward to the finals. Thank you again, everyone. We'll see you soon.